Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Connect on blogtalkradio.com. Catch us on the web at umconnect.info. Welcome to this episode of Connect. I'm Michael Rich, the Web and Communications Manager for the Western North Carolina Conference, and today's guest is Laura Otten. She's the new DS in the Uori District, a father and a Wesley Seminary grad, and has been serving in the conference since 19. Uh, most recently, she was at Malo United Methodist in Gastonia before her enrollment. So, Laura, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Mike. It's good to good to be here. Good to talk with you. That's right. And so you're live on the radio station today. Um, so as I've told all the other guests, it doesn't take long. A bit of 30 minutes on the radio. So we'll just start out with some questions. So, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your beginnings. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Uh, your early church background, those kinds of things. Oh. That's a big question. <laughs> a lot of information there. That's um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm native uh, to North Carolina, so I grew up in Alexander County in the small community of Bethlehem. Okay. Um, and I attended Mount Bethel United Methodist Church. That's my home church there. Um, I'm the oldest of three children. Um, my dad uh, worked in a furniture factory his whole life in Hickory, just not too far from Bethlehem, and my mom, um, she is the 12th and youngest child in her family. She came from a a large family um, on a dairy farm, and she owned and operated a daycare center for 32 years, and she still lives uh, on some of that property there of the dairy farm. so my my brother lives in New York, and he's a professional musician and music teacher. And my sister, uh, Susan Ewing, is also a United Methodist pastor. So a lot of folks know her. She's on, on staff at Mount Tabor in Winston-Salem. Okay, uh, my hus- I thought she was in Winston-Salem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my husband, Jeff, um, works in Charlotte, and uh, he uh, works for TRAIN, does mechanical engineering, uh, in the commercial mm-hmm. division there, so um, he uh, he has a you can't stop a train. Uh, that's that's the phrase for the train air conditioning um, and, and heating systems. So um, so he is uh, has a longer commute these days, but we are we are enjoying our time in in Albemarle and uh, learning this new life of being a district superintendent. So. Well, but- so you went to Pfeiffer. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't university. It was still college, wasn't it? Before it was. It was Pfeiffer and, College. Um, and then you went to Wesley. And I know that you went to Wesley. And I'm trying to think. I was at Wesley for just the 1984, but that was before your time. Um, yeah, I, I graduated in 1990. Okay. Um, and took my first appointment um, in June of 1990. Uh, so Washington, yeah, Washington sort of was. 
Washington was a great uh, place to, yeah. to live and study. I was so glad that I went there. The preparation um, in biblical studies and in preaching and theology was outstanding and have um, appreciated those learning experiences and that preparation for ministry. Um, of course, I, I did uh, Christian education and religion at Pfeiffer, and that was a wonderful foundation as well um, for that. So I'm so glad that, that they are uh, continuing uh, their work with servant leadership and have enjoyed getting reconnected with the Pfeiffer community since I've been in Albemarle in the Uori district. Idea there now, so yeah, that is yeah. a good thing. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Uh, back in the day, you know, it was sort of odd to find in Western North Carolina, where it seemed like everybody had gone to Duke. But uh, then, on the more I realized that um, there are fewer and fewer Duke grads. I mean, still not, but um, we have a plethora now of schools where people go. Uh, and I think that you buck that trend early on. And, and I, I've got it was a great experience for me to be in, in Washington, D.C. for that one semester. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's sort of a, a life-changing thing to be in the big city for, for seminary. It was, yeah. yeah. After being in Alexander County and in Meisenheimer, uh, it yeah. was a, a good uh, a good life experience, cultural experience to to be in that setting. No doubt. Well, how were you called into the ministry? Tell tell us that call experience. Okay, I am like many other people was active in my youth group and nurtured and encouraged by the members uh, of the congregation and also my family to. Uh, follow Jesus and to walk uh, walk with Jesus, and th- that nurture uh, and encouragement was very strong. We had a, a strong youth group, and I I know I knew when I was in high school that I wanted uh, to dedicate my whole life to serving Christ wherever He would have me to serve. There was a bit of muddiness to that. It was a little muddy. Um, and gradually, with my, my experiences at mm-hmm. Pfeiffer and mentors and, and teachers and, and also seeing other people outside of my home community to how, how they lived out their ministry uh, began to make that picture clearer for me. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm always emphasizing the importance of encouragers and mentors in, in people's lives because I know what that meant for me um, in in understanding my call and and that being more and more clear to me. Um, So so I understand, and Mm -hmm. and it was affirmed that my call was uh, to be a pastor. I also was very aware of my background in Christian education at Pfeiffer and realizing that I would probably be serving small churches, that that would be a wonderful gift that I could give to small churches who were not able to um, always have a full-time person uh, in Christian education or in youth ministry, but that as a pastor I could offer those gifts. So that that became clearer and clearer, um, especially at Pfeiffer, and then 
uh, one of, I guess an end point to that was uh, going to Wesley and mm. uh, fulfilling those that requirement and receiving that preparation for for ministry. So, um, so that's how how it came about. Um, the body of Christ uh, loved me into my call, uh, loved me into the Christian walk. Um, into loving Christ and wanting to serve Him and to helping me in fulfilling that in, in the local church. Yeah, it, It's something that um, most everybody shared in form or fashion. Uh, I, I've never met anybody you know, just caught out of the blue without the body of Christ surrounding them. Um, yeah, and yeah. it is true that those people uh, and brought us up in the faith, uh, were some of those strongest folks. Uh, now, it's interesting um, that you mentioned uh, small Methodist college being so much involved in that. Um, Dana McKim, uh, when he was on the show, he was talking about Pfeiffer being was places for him. Um, mm-hmm. Other folks to have going to a small Methodist college made all the difference in the world. Yeah, and, and then for others. At maybe a larger university, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, even in a larger that, setting, there's probably that small group that uh, Wesley Foundation or uh, a small group that was very influential, um, and that's very Wesleyan, isn't it? Our oh, without a doubt, formation and participation in small groups, yeah. and so we keep living it. You know, hundreds of years later, that that Wesleyan uh, commitment and call mm-hmm. to ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um after uh you finished seminary, that was 1990, you went out and worked uh here in the Western North Carolina Conference. You've had several appointments. So, tell me a little bit about your previous work um across the Okay. Uh I have had five appointments. I've I have been in uh Ash County in on the Todd charge. Uh, I've mm-hmm. been in uh Edneyville, uh in Henderson County. I have been in Cramerton, which is in Gaston County. I've also been in High Point um, and also in Ranlow, which is in Gaston County. Right. So I've served right. a lot of small communities and small churches, mid-sized uh, communities, um, and have had a, a wonderful time in each of those. I've learned something in each of those places um, and have been in some very beautiful places. You know, the the mountain communities um, uh, are just beautiful uh, and wonderful places. Very rich in uh, the scenery and um, and also the uh, the faithfulness of of laypersons. Really, in all of those appointments, um, there's always been laypersons that have supported me and encouraged me and have really held the church uh, together. Um, yeah, I and over the years, like the Todd Charge, my first experience with them uh, was with Carolina Cross. And I had uh, a small group of teenagers, and we were in that Todd community, um, mm-hmm. building porches and painting houses and things like that. And experience uh of, of Todd, and then Ranlow and Maylow in Gus uh, County. Um, I, my first uh, appointments were in um, the 
former gas district, and so mm-hmm. uh, I'm real familiar with those uh, uh, those mill towns. And, uh, yeah, it, and you served in a time where the mill town was going uh, and, and being sent overseas, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, and what an important thing it was for the church to be there in the midst of transition uh, mm-hmm. in those communities. Yeah, yeah, and so those com- I think communities are con- continually uh, struggling with how uh, how do we. Uh, sustain ourselves and and what is the identity of our community Uh, because it's always been with uh, industry and mills uh, furniture factories and what does that mean that that's no longer who we are Uh, so the church can be a very important presence in uh, helping a community know who they are Um, so one of that you asked me about my previous work and uh, Mm -hmm. I do have to lift up um, my service on the conference board of ministry uh, was on there for eight years um, okay. on call and discipline life committee, and I, I have to say I really enjoyed that work. It, it wasn't um, it was hard work uh, and very important work for our church. I really appreciated the opportunity to serve in that way and learned a, a lot about myself in helping others think through and evaluate their call and and their disciplined life. Um, It's like much of ministry, I feel like I've received a lot more than I gave um, in in that. But that's uh, been a significant part of my work in this conference, I think. Um, And and just previously, yeah, and just previously in my, uh, my previous appointment, I served as a missional network leader and really enjoyed doing that. And we were able to work with Warlick Academy okay. in Gaston County, Warlick Learning Academy, and help our. We were able to help our churches become a support group, a support agency, a, a PTO-like uh, group for that school that did not have that. Uh, that kind of community support and structure, um, and so that was uh, that. That was a learning experience, and was so happy to to be able to serve in that way. All right. Well, I have one more question before the break, and and, and it, it's always interesting to hear UDSs. What was it like to get that call from um, to serve on cabinet? What? What was it like to hear that uh, that word that you're going to be appointed to something mm. new? <laughs> yeah, well, um, surprised and scared and overwhelmed. Um, oh. Also uh, honored that uh, that I would be trusted uh, with that responsibility and entrusted with that responsibility. Um, so all of the above, uh, all of the above. Mm. The um, there was also the emotions of uh, saying goodbye to uh, a place of uh, uh, to a good appointment in a, a place of uh, wonderful people and ministry, and also then the emotions of um, learning something new, uh, doing something uh, very different from what I had been doing, and 
what that means to to learn new skills and new ways of doing ministry. There's something scary about that, but also something uh, uh, mm-hmm. that's that's not not entertaining, that's uh, attractive. There's something attractive about that because it helps you to stretch and grow yourself um, in in ways you wouldn't otherwise. And so that's attractive to me. Um, All right. Well, we're going to talk more about that DS appointment break. We'll be back. And first, let's hear from uh, our conference staff. This is a commercial uh, with Chris Quinn. I'm Chris Quinn, the Assistant Director of Information Technology. The Western North Carolina Conference is always working to innovate and adapt to ministry in the 21st century. Yes, it is technology, but it is also about Jesus and the good news. We take our vision statement seriously. Follow Jesus, make disciples, transform the world. The United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina is a ministry of the church for the church whose mission is to build the church for generations to come. We fulfill this vision by investing in people as well as helping churches and related institutions invest the financial resources that God has given to them. My name is David Snipes, and we look forward to the day when you give your United Methodist Foundation a call. And we're back now with uh, uh, Laura Otten. Uh, just to let you know, you can find the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina at our sponsor page on the show's website, Zoom Connect Info. So Laura Otten is on the phone with me, and uh, there have been a few. Um, just to let everyone know, this is Internet radio. That's how it works. But um, for the most part, we've got station. So uh, you've been a DS since July the 1st. What were those first days like? I know they had to have been hectic because, one, you're on the move from uh, Gastonia up to Arl, but then uh, you've also got all your pastors that have moved. And uh, what were those first days like for a new DS? <laughs> yeah, well, good question. Um, so they were hectic and a bit blurry, I try to spend a lot of time with the missional network leaders. We have one or two clergy leaders for each of our missional networks. We have 10 of those networks okay. in the New Worry District. I spent time with them, and they showed me um, and told me about their network. They showed me uh, the the different churches in that area, the communities. Um, so I I spent uh, a good bit of that those first several days uh, traveling the district and uh, meeting with those leaders. I want to you know I, I want to say that I'm so appreciative of those leaders. They have all of them have spent uh, several hours each. Um, helping me to get on board with what's going on in the district. They also made the visits to um, the pastors that were moving in. I, you know, I was moving in myself on, on moving day, so they made some of those contacts and made those visits, and um, and they've really helped me a lot to know what's going on in, in the Uwari district and have helped me to get a sense of the whole of the district. So that's that's what I did the the first week or so. Okay. 
So, um, and it is an odd-shaped district of all the districts. It is, sorry, yeah. Uh, sort of like a cross. And, it is, um, yeah. yeah. How, how many churches do you have? Uh, I think there are, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say I think. Uh, I know, <laughs> um, last count, there were 154 churches. And I think there's 105 okay. pastors. Yeah, okay. that's the, the, the numbers. The latest the numbers. numbers have. Yeah, I'm it, sorry? Think, that, uh, those are the latest numbers you have. Yes, it is. Go, yes. Uh, the next uh, cabinet meeting, there may be uh, m- more or less. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, which has been my experience. Right. Uh, yeah. When I have a newspaper or a news organization call, you know, I can come around number, but it's constantly changing the number of mm-hmm. pastors we have on and the churches. So, mm-hmm. and you know, if you ask me, um, they change from line to line, kinds of things in the last three years. So, uh, mm-hmm. so it is okay to put your bet, <laughs> but. Yeah. You can say the current count is. Yeah, yeah. So, so any noble uh, stories or occurrences in these first couple of months on, on the cabinet? Right. Well, so moving day was on Tuesday, and on Wednesday was the first my first official day in the office. And I intentionally chose to attend a worship service it was held at Central United Methodist Church in Albemarle. It, it's held every Wednesday in the summer at Central by Pfeiffer um, folks, uh, the Pfeiffer okay. staff, Dana McKim, which you'd mentioned earlier, and Sherry Barnes. Um, and they have the service in the summer with uh, one of the group homes uh, in Albemarle, I think it's Monarch, that serves mm-hmm. autistic adults. Uh, that that community will go to the village church during the the um, school year, but the church will come to them um, during the summer. And so I went to that worship service. They had fifty or sixty people. It was great, a great service. And they also asked me to serve communion. And so I, you know, I really had the impression it was. Um, just a, a meant-to-be kind of experience. It was a wonderful way to spend your first day in a new appointment uh, to be with those folks and to, sure. to serve uh, communion with them. A- another notable event, uh, the first Sunday of visiting churches, uh, I went to the early service at Central uh, United Methodist Church in Asheboro, um, okay. And my cousin plays in the praise band there, so I wanted to go there to because I don't ever get you know I've never been able to visit other churches, so that was a, a great way to um, to spend the one of you know the first morning, uh, first Sunday morning of visiting. And after the early service, uh, my husband and I went to Mission Adonai, which is uh, our Latino congregation, um, mm-hmm. and. I just went to visit. This this was not planned uh, at all, but the service um, it became it was it was a wonderful service, of course. And at the end, they anointed me with oil and prayed over me. That wasn't planned, but they made that invitation in the midst of the service, and that really felt like um, 
and it was such an affirmation. It felt like I had been installed as the, as the district superintendent, um, and so that was a very special experience. Um, so from right. that, I, I did decide we, we, they are doing an uh, an installation service, a celebration of the appointment. And mine will be held on September 20th at 4 p.m. at Pfeiffer Chapel. And the praise team from Mission Adonai are going to be there, and they will be offering some of the music for that. So we're looking forward to that, oh, that service. So. Yeah, Randy yeah. Harry had his just a couple of weeks ago here yeah. at Lake Genalaska, and uh, I got to attend that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the... The more interesting things, having been a pastor for many years and being in one pulpit Sunday after Sunday, uh, to be able to go to different churches on a Sunday is a very different experience. And It is, yeah. And yeah. being on the conference staff, yeah, I do travel some. I, I mostly go to one church these days. I'm not mm-hmm. um, involved in um, doing services at other churches, but that freedom and there are Sundays when my wife and I say, let's just go somewhere else today mm-hmm. and it's yeah. to be in worship uh, with different congregations and see the, the vast variety that we have here. Yeah. It's amazing. That has from- been a joy, and it's been fun to see uh, how folks do that, You know how, how worship is conducted and uh, to see what all is going on. That That part has been very fun. Um, I I do I will admit that it's felt weird. It's felt so different to not have that um, Sunday every you know, every week uh, preparation for Sunday worship uh, and um, all of those feelings that come on Saturday night. You know, is my sermon ready? Is you know, do I have everything prepared? Right. It's kind of a different um, a different way of experiencing that. So I'm still getting used to that part. So what's the most difficult part uh, of this transition from past? Well, I think what I just said, uh, the different, um, just that how Saturday night and Sunday morning is is very different. And uh, mm. you know, after you've done that for 25 years, that, be, that becomes a different rhythm in your right. week. And so to, to get a hold of that. I also think uh, another difficult part is to be able to hold together all of the different concerns within the district. So a pastor does that in the local congregation. You're holding together, you know, many concerns. It's just that, you know, as a district superintendent, then that's multiplied. And to be able to get the big picture of the needs and the opportunities in the whole of the district. Mm. And I think that takes time to be able to hold all of those uh, together. So I've, I'm i learning every day. I'm learning something new from everybody I meet and learning something new every day. Well, about about four that. to six years from now, you'll be still learning. I'm not <laughs> convinced of that. Well, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I think we, that that's. Yeah. We just we just had um, two meetings with uh, lay leaders in the district 
We have those in two different locations to make those easy for folks to get to. And the purpose of the meetings was, one, to get to know me and for me to get to know the lay leaders and then to have conversation with um, lay leaders about the importance of their ministry. And that was – those meetings were just wonderful in how – uh, we were able to fellowship together, and I was able to learn a lot of what's going on in the churches, and um, we we that ha- that was of great benefit, and is is that's helping me things like that, and and the work of the missional network leaders that that's helping me get a sense of the whole of this work. Well, uh, just a little bit of time left. Uh, want to say today. What else is on your mind of the new DS that you'd like folks to know about you? Um, Well, I want people to know that I am energized by the opportunity to be in ministry in this way. I want people to know that I'm going to do my very best Uh, to be faithful in this work. I want people to know that I think that what Jesus has called us to do in this world is not something that is to be taken lightly or uh, haphazardly, uh, but that is something very uh, important and uh, demands our all of our energy, all of our uh, devotion, um, and all of our creativity uh, in order to fulfill this wonderful mission that, that he has given us. And I hope that that in some way that I can be a, a person that strengthens that and that I can help pastors and churches strengthen uh, God's ministry in this world. Well, that sounds very So blessings on this upcoming season of charge conferences and all of the you'll be doing this fall. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. And thanks, everyone, for listening on Blog Talk Radio. The show will be available on podcast at the blog page and on our show's website. It's also on iTunes. So we're going to be back next week connecting United Methodist and their story. Thanks to our sponsors, the Western North Carolina Conference and the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina. You can find out more about them on the Sponsors section of the website, umconnect.info. I'm Michael Rich, and you've been listening to Connect.